when we look at various agencies of socialization, the educational system is huge. Um, in our country, we have everything from public school, private school, Christian schools, college prep schools, and home schools. It's wonderful. I love it. I've done all three. I've homeschooled. I've had my children in public schools and private schools. Um, it's wonderful to see the impact that each of those systems have, the way that um, individuals come to learn more about themselves, the basics. Remember, reading, writing, arithmetic, all those basic skills. Um, my children love the very first six-week grading period every year. Why? Because they're repeating what they learned the year before, laying that foundation. Um, scaffolding, the ability to build on that information so that we can take it, we can generalize it, we can um, learn more and build upon the, the basic commonality of our knowledge. Um, it's very important for people to understand their own personality and nature. That's one aspect of education. Here at the university, we have a dress code. We have attendance policies. We have plagiarism policies and honor code. Uh, if you cheat, you can get put out of school. Uh, it's always interesting to look at this process through the eyes of both our students that are in our online venue and our students that are residential. Uh, it's so nice to have a small classroom. I have one class of 28 students. And I can sit on a desk, and we can just sit and talk. And it's a social casework class. So we're processing cases, or we're having speakers in, and there's an intimacy in that process. Um, it's a subject that at times pushes buttons. My class is sociology, pushes buttons. And I understand that. Uh, I have students in the residential format that have lived very difficult lives before they've gotten to the university. And so my classes make them stop and think about marriage and divorce and child abuse and um, sexual abuse and substance use and relationships. And so I have always made it um, just a passion of mine to sit and talk to my students. Let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's have a chat. We can talk about things. No, I'm not going to be your therapist, but I can be a support system, and I can definitely help you get to someone who can help you um, feel better about what's going on in your life. Uh, some students tackle college in four years, and they get through, and they get that degree. Um, that degree opens the door for their future success credentialism. It's important to have the right degree because that demonstrates the um, right skill set to be able to be the most successful in your field. Uh, social work can be a very liberal field, so I love getting Christians into the field. Um, social work also, very specific skill sets, observation, assessment, being able to write and document. I'll have people that want to do social work because they want to help people, and then when they hear 50% of it's paperwork, they're like, no, thank you, not what I want to do. Um, that's an important piece of learning, trying on certain classes. Um, as an undergraduate student, my elective pool was intro to women's ministry, go to missions, intro to um, discipling youth, um, intro to sociology, all these different classes that were try-on classes. And it's great. Every one of them have played out in my personal life. Um, very strong emphasis in my family on missions. We invest very much in the missions couples that are sponsored by our churches and that we know um, and have known throughout a lifetime. Um, I love women's ministries. Uh, the ministry that I have outside of the university is being the director of an adoption agency. So I love working with the girls that are in the maternity home and those that we work with in the community. Um, looking at discipling youth. Um, those classes really geared me up toward bringing Christ to other people and being comfortable in just helping people assess who they are and what they want to be. Um, looking at the differences between kids that are in the population of a Christian school that may have not been exposed to as many difficulties as kids that are in the population of a public school. Uh, when we homeschooled my daughter, we took her from Christian school, homeschooled her for a year, 
and as I'm transitioning her back into school and she decided that she would like to try public school, she had some mild learning disabilities, wanted to get some supports that way, I would take her to a fast food restaurant for breakfast about once a week and I would talk about, now in the public school, you're going to see some things you're not used to. You may hear some bad words. People may push you around. Um, they may say things that pick on you or, or hurt your feelings and that's just part of life. You're just going to kind of have to, to be able to be okay with that. And I can remember her just sitting there in fifth grade, just these little tears running down her face going, okay, okay. And I'd be like, oh, she's breaking my heart. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. It's wrong. Well, then she gets into sixth grade and our community has 11 elementary schools that funnel into three middle schools that funnel into two high schools. So she gets into the middle school in sixth grade and she's like, mom, you were right. They said this and they said that. Now I'm not pleased they said this or that, but I'm so glad that she wasn't shocked, that she wasn't ridiculed. Um, she had a good time. Now periodically people did pick on her. She's a cute little blonde kid. And so at times she'd come home and go, and this kid made fun of me, called me Goldilocks today. Um, she would raise her hand to answer a question. This kid made fun of her and he's like, oh, you're a goody goody your goody two-shoes and I can remember coming home saying is it wrong to answer questions is it wrong to talk to my teachers and I'm like nope it's what I spent all this time teaching you to do you need to do that that's important um, one time a guy she was doing something in class and he said you know nobody likes you and she said mommy I just became you I put my hand on my hip and I said no lots of people like me you don't happen to be one and she said, I turned and walked off and the whole way down the hallway, I'm like, don't come and kill me. Please don't come and kill me. And we laughed about it, but set that limit, have those boundaries. Education's important. Um, coming from a private school background, not everyone's ready when they get into a public school setting. Um, being able to know how to interact with people, engage with them on their territory and their own um, mindset is important. Uh, my kids in the public school uh, went and sat in on um, classes about evolution because how could they understand their Christian faith base, base when it comes to, Christ, um, to creationism if they don't understand evolution? Uh, one of their biology teachers said, if you'd like to come talk to me about your faith, it's fine. And my daughter and two or three of her friends really sat down, shared scripture, shared thoughts, really talked to her very educatedly about creationism. And the teacher said, you're probably the most prepared group of girls I've ever had come talk to me. Now, you haven't swayed me, but I'm quite impressed, and I totally understand why you believe what you believe. And she came home, and she was thrilled to death because she was able to stand, represent herself well, and not feel uncomfortable. Um, the same thing with sex education. You know, it's something that's out there. It's something that's within the school system. But as Christians, we want to teach and train our children those things. Well, I gave my children the option to opt out or not. All of them decided not to, that they wanted to be in with their friends. They wanted to understand what common culture was. Um, and we would talk about sexuality before we, they would go into the classroom. We talked about boundaries. We talked about purity. And we talked about abstinence, those things that then they could comfortably talk to their peers about. They understand all those little old wives' tales that, you know, are um, silly, but all the adolescents talk about you can't get pregnant if kind of things. Um, I show a video on my classes here of a Christian presenter that talks about sex has a price tag. And she's like, everyone comes into my office just afraid they're pregnant. And when they, they find out they're not, they're so excited. And then I've got to sit down and I've got to talk to them about um, all of the different STDs they have. You know, just putting that information out there. Because I've worked with many people of faith where their daughters haven't had those boundaries set. They get out, they get involved, and um, they make that mistake. And it's a life-changing mistake. It's a life-changing choice. And so... Looking at the educational system, understanding that we're taught the basics of life, social skills, how to come to class on time, just attending class is important, not sleeping in class, being prepared, 
you know, um, at the university level, the college level, you have syllabuses. I love that my kids in high school were being taught syllabuses and expectations and that, you know, there are penalties for turning papers in late or not doing the work or not doing a quality job or plagiarism. Um, I heard a colleague yesterday talking to a young man um, from a, an introduction um, English class and he was explaining, look at this quote in your paper. And then, yes, I see it, yes, sir. And he said, okay, I, your paper came in and it showed me that this is a plagiarized quote. And he shared how it came straight from the paper that was written by somebody else. And he said, this is word for word. Even if you changed a word or two, this is still word for word. You had to give credit for that. Um, and he said, you didn't. You kind of gave credit to yourself as doing that. And um, the guy's like, oh, okay. Well, usually I would like change a couple of words. I can't believe I didn't change anything. And he goes, you know what? Don't even take their words. Give me your thoughts. I really want to know what you're learning, what you know. It's really easy, especially in today's generation, to cut and paste a great paper. Sound and flows wonderfully, but it's not your original thought. And the kid goes, okay. And this, the professor said, in other words, don't do it again. Understand? I'm glad to share this with you, but don't do it again. And the student's like, yes, sir. And you could just see the tone change from, oh, okay, okay, I'm busted to, oh, yes, sir. And he's like, read your syllabus, because if you turn in a plagiarized paper, I have to take and fail you for the paper, and I can fail you for the course. And the student was like, yes, sir. Where I've met professionals, some students in my online classes that buy papers and turn them in as if they were on their own work, that is plagiarism. Um, we're always trying to update our online format so we give you the best quality kind of education and that students can learn through um, technology, reading the book, self-teaching. Those are important pieces. But the other side is that your degree has to be representative of um, what you've learned. And so coming from the, being a professor at Liberty University, I want all the students that graduate from our university to have the skills they need to both be ethical individuals, to be good professional individuals, but to demonstrate their knowledge base. Um, so education um, from the way a classroom is formatted, by the way people interact in the classes, if it's very much um, a lot of group process work. I do that in my social work classes because you work as teams within the social work field. Um, if it's videos, lectures, um, testing, those are important pieces so that people understand how to apply themselves. I want my students to, to be able to take and do well and test, but I also want them to be able to go, oh, sociology, okay, those social theories are very important. You know, I should understand the class conflict theory. I should understand structural functional analysis. I should understand, um, you know, as some, someone gives meaning to behaviors, the symbolism that goes with it. Um, that diploma should have meaning, you know, and so there's, it's interesting when they have um, pro, uh, businesses that are called diploma mills. You know, if I give them $100 or $500 and I turn in all of my work experience, they're going to give me a PhD. No. I need to take the classes that prepare me for a doctoral level of understanding academics. Um, it's important to know that um, graduation and getting a diploma from a university, undergraduate, graduate, um, PhD level, very important that um, someone can go into an interview and be able to answer the questions correctly and clearly, that they have the skills that they need to be able to build. Um, in, in the work that I do in psychology, um, we've passed our um, degree completion plan has passed now a rule that you either have to do a significant research project or you go do an internship because being out in the field is very important. Um, I look at when I'm interviewing someone what their education is, 
what they've done as a volunteer or what they've done as a job. Because you may be a great restaurant waitress, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be a good counselor or social worker. But if I've seen that you've worked with big brothers and big sisters or boys and girls clubs, if I see that you've been an after-school tutor or you've been um, a mentor with a home-based counseling agency or you've worked at summer camps with emotionally disturbed kids, I'm like, you're who I need. You have that skill set. Um, here at the university, uh, residential students do um, Christian services, community services. So I push the students to get out in the field, try on lots of different jobs. I am passionate about court-involved youth. I'm passionate about that. I love working with elderly. Um, I can work with mentally challenged individuals, but they are not my strong skill set. Truly working with adolescents and their families, um, the families of difficult children, it just pushes a button with me. I enjoy it. I'm passionate about that. And so one aspect of your education is really being able to develop an understanding of who you are. Um, if you're shy, take that into consideration. You may work better one-on-one -on -one with an individual where being able to communicate to 500 people may not work for you. Um, speaking at a ladies group recently, I loved it. There's about 30 women there, and as they're laughing, as they're talking and asking questions, I'm really just thriving in that environment that makes me both feel challenged to um, be honest and open and say, I have lots of good ideas and I'm not perfect at everything. Um, being able to say, this is a good process, education is a good process, um, but we should be lifelong learners. We should um, want to seek after wisdom. Um, I had a friend recently give me a willow tree angel, a little figurine, and it's called Wisdom. And I laughed and said, uh, take this back, I have none. And she said, no, 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 read the little card in it. And it was just seeking after wisdom. And I'm like, seeking after knowledge. Okay, that's me. I will love to display that because that's very much my nature. Um, education should bring, this out, bring that out in us. Uh, our, the books you read, the um, extracurricular things you do, those, um, you know, as you're doing your research paper, gathering as much knowledge helps you close the door on some ideas of what you'd like to do professionally and open the door of others. Many of our online learners are already in their career field and they're moving toward better credentialing for that. Then writing your paper and doing your research so that it enhances what you want to be and um, what you want to see yourself do in the future, that's really important. Um, Christ needs to be in the center of it. You have to apply yourself to be a good student. Uh, you have to really uh, challenge yourself to learn um, the way that other people work and operate, learn from your peers, use your time as wisely as possible. Those are all good assets because the credential is going to open the door for employment, but the knowledge and the skills are going to keep you there in the job. Um, being able to ask lots of questions um, is important so that you learn both from the professors that you interact with, but also the people in the community that you interact with. Finding what classes that need to be taken to accomplish the degree that you want, very important. So I just encourage, as you are a lifelong learner, that um, after you complete a degree, that you continue to read and to study and to go to workshops and um, be able to uh, be as strong as possible in your own professional skill set, in your own knowledge of who you are and what you'd like to do in your future.